Harper Audio presents Septimus Heap, Book One, Magic, by Angie Sage, read by Alan Cordero. One, something in the snow. Silas Heap pulled his cloak tightly around him against the snow. It had been a long walk through the forest, and he was chilled to the bone. But in his pockets he had the herbs that Galen the physic woman had given him for his new baby boy, Septimus, who had been born earlier that day. Silas drew closer to the castle, and he could see the lights flickering through the trees as candles were placed in the windows of the tall, narrow houses clustered along the outside walls. It was the longest night of the year, and the candles would be kept burning until dawn to help keep the dark at bay. Unfortunately, it will take much more than candles to protect from darkness. In fact, earlier that day, the evil necromancer Dom Daniel attempted to kill the beloved queen and her newborn infant daughter. Although the mother is murdered, her baby is saved by Marcia, an apprentice to the extraordinary wizard. So, when Silas Heap, who is just an ordinary wizard, finds a baby hidden in a snowdrift, it's not much of a surprise as to who the baby really is. Of course, Silas doesn't know this, so he takes the child to raise it alongside his own newborn son, Septimus. There are high hopes for Septimus because, as everyone knows, he is the seventh son of a seventh son. But when Silas arrives back home, he is horrified to see the midwife leaving with a supposedly dead baby boy. Now, years later, Dom Daniel's henchmen have finally figured out the identity of the princess. She's ten-year-old Jenna Heap. An old castle ghost warns Marcia, who is now the extraordinary wizard, that an assassin has been sent to kill Jenna. Marcia tries to hide the family in her own home at the top of Wizard Tower, but the killer finds them and manages to grab Jenna when the little girl stops to help a fallen friend. As she knelt down to see if he was hurt, the assassin grabbed her. Jenna twisted around. Let go of me, she yelled. Keep still, Queenling, sneered the assassin. There's someone who wants to see you, but he wants to see you dead. The assassin raised the silver pistol to Jenna's head. Crack! A thunder flash flew from Marcia's outstretched hand. It knocked the assassin off her feet and threw Jenna clear of her grasp. Be good and preserve, shouted Marcia. A brilliant white sheet of light sprung up like a bright blade from the floor and encircled them, cutting them off from the unconscious assassin. Then Marcia threw open the hatch that covered the rubbish chute. It's the only way out, she said. Silas, you go first. Try and do a cleaning spell as you go down. The family makes their escape down the garbage chute and begins a dangerous journey to find safe refuge while plotting the overthrow of the Dark Wizard. Their adventures are filled with amazing sights, clever magical spells, and a truly beguiling array of mysterious creatures. Of course, there's also the mystery of what really happened to little Septimus Heap. The Merrim Marshes provide an excellent place for the heaps to hide, and it also gives listeners an incredible place to explore. The marshes are filled with such things as the quake ooze brownies, marsh moaners, shield bugs, message rats, and my personal favorite, the boggart. 
A seal-like creature covered in slippery brown fur pulled itself up so that its head was just out of the water. Two bright black button eyes stared at Jenna, who had her paddle still poised in mid-air. Wish you put that down. Could hurt someone. So where you been then? I've been waiting for hours, freezing in here. How'd you like it stuck in a ditch just waiting? All Jenna could manage in reply was a small squeak. What is it, Jen? The this Jenna pointed at the creature, who looked offended. What do you mean, this? he asked. You mean me? You mean Boggart? Boggart? No, I didn't say that, muttered Jenna. Well, I did. Boggart. That's me. I'm Boggart. Boggart. The Boggart. Good name, innit? It is a good name, and Boggart is an endearing character, even if his main line of defense against dangerous marsh creatures is his repellent breath. If this book catches on, I suspect that the phrase Boggart breath will be a staple among the younger set. Kids, and anyone else, who can't get enough of Harry Potter should have great fun with this title. And for those who've grown a little weary of Potter wizardry, well, here's a whole new universe to explore. My only complaint is that a few sections take too much time in setting the stage for future conflict and may lose the attention of younger listeners. Also, the rousing epic movie music which plays at the beginning and end of each CD is louder than the narrator, so if the volume is adjusted to comfortably hear the reader, the musical fanfare can be quite jarring, especially if you're listening with headphones or earbuds. However, these are minor concerns. This is indeed a delightful story, and the 12-hour unabridged presentation is admirably performed by Alex Cordiner, who keeps the villains creepy, the heroes vulnerable, and the ending a satisfying thrill ride through Fantasyland. A big thanks to HarperCollins for their permission to use clips from the audiobook in this review. This book was reviewed for SF Sight by Susan Dunman, who invites you to listen to audiobooks and read at the speed of sound.